0: Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting
1: on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my
0: voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC.
2: Hello, Welcome Home. Thank you for joining us on episode 219 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom, I'm here with Trevor and Damon. How's it going, guys?
1: I um, hey. mean, okay. I'm going away soon. I'm going to Disney soon. I guess. June, right?
2: What do you mean? Yeah. I guess, though. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, uh, it's
1: not really like a big thing on my calendar. But yeah, I mean, I guess it's soon, relatively I mean, speaking.
2: When is when is it in June? When is, I mean, are you not giving know. those dates away so nobody stalks you while you're there?
1: No, no, no. Um, I think so. We're, we're going to go to the Gaylord Palms to start. I couldn't decide where we were going to go, but the kids all want to go back because they really like it there. There's like a mini water park there. The food's good. It's easy. So I think we're going there starting on the 10th. And then I think we're there the 10th, 11th. Then we're in the tree houses, the 12th to the 15th. And that's it. And one day at Epcot and that's it, man.
2: All right. Well, yeah, it's coming up soon. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. It'll be an interesting vacation. You know yeah, our, our, yeah our f- foot um, golf plans it seems that they've fallen through. People's dates didn't match up, so I really don't know play what we're listeners? doing.
2: With listeners, is that what you are going to do? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I don't really know what we're doing now.
2: You should get like Derek uh, out to do foot golf with you, Derek and his and his son, or somebody from from DVC Resale Market.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. Like we had talked about stopping over there, and then I just I don't know. Dude, it's like lazy. I just don't want to do anything. I think. We're going to be at Epcot that one day. I think that we're going to have to hit the pool a few days. My son's in season still. And then I think we're going to hit probably more universal than anything. I mean, we're going to go to city walk at least once or twice. Um, So we'll see. All right, cool. Uh,
2: So I I do want to mention, I, I, I want to introduce our guests this week, right? So, we do. We do have a guest. We have uh, Jody from uh, DVC Resale Market is on the show this week to answer DVC questions. There's been a lot of DVC news over the past couple of weeks here, and uh, we thought it was a good time to have the resale market on to uh, kind of talk through some of the things going on. So, Jody, welcome to the show. And uh, if you could just, you know, give us a little bit of your background and you know, your background in DVC and what you do for the resale market and, and all that stuff, because we we always have new listeners coming in. And we were just talking before the show, the last time you've been on was was over a year ago. So it's it's been a while.
0: Yeah. Hi, again, thanks for having me. So um, I'm a sales agent at the DVC re- resale market. And prior to that, of course, I worked as a direct sales guide at DVC. So I've been doing this now for uh, gosh, a long time since 2000. And I think it was nine, 2009. So it's been a while and lots of changes I've seen, of course, in the last, what is that? 10, 12 years, something like that. The, my mask bad right now. But anyway, um, so yeah, I was one of the, or was the first, uh, agent at DVC resale market when Nick started the company. Um, I just started part time, you know, cause business wasn't what it is today and it's grown so much. And, obviously went from part-time to full-time and then we hired on a, a ton more folks to help out but yeah it's been a fun ride that's
2: great well um, well welcome to the show we, we, we're excited to have you here so Thanks. we did have some listeners ask some questions but uh, I I did want to just kind of generally ask you like you know first of all I, I know you just got back from Disneyland uh and maybe you wanted to talk a little bit about the tower but um you know I, I don't know what you wanted to tell us around that
0: well yeah, I mean, I just thought it was interesting. It was nice to see, you know, kind of see in person. It's it's hard for me. To, I like I'm visual, so it's hard for me for to kind of hear people explain where the tower is and so forth. Um, but you know, Disneyland obviously is so very different than Walt Disney World. It's compact, it's cramped, it's like the other side of the the back side of the hotel, the tower is homes, residential homes. So I mean it's everything's really crammed in there. Um, and so it was neat seeing the progress. Couldn't really get close to it at all. Couldn't see um, like where the pool area would be. You could really just see the construction from from a little bit far away. But um, what, what one of the things I thought that was really interesting or kind of strange really is, you know, this is their new big thing. A lot, of you know, especially on the West Coast, this is what everyone's talking about. And there was no marketing material, no collateral, no nothing other than like a poster that was on the wall that that blocked off the construction. There was nothing. They didn't, we went to the sales center, went to say hi to some of the folks, you know, that I used to work with. They don't have anything. They don't even have models. And I thought, I just thought that was really, really odd um, for such a big project to not even have models to get people kind of excited about it ahead of time. So I thought that was a little strange. Um, But um, yeah, just it's right next to the Disneyland hotel, And, um, again, it's, you know, for those who've been out there, it's, it's just kind of cracks me up to see that, you know, there's literally houses like they could throw a tennis ball into the pool area. Um, so (laughs) it's, it's funny. Um, it's just so different than how spread out Walt Disney world is. Um, I mean, it certainly makes getting around and doing multiple things in California a lot easier than, than here in Florida. But, um, but yeah, I just, I, you know, we couldn't really... There was really nothing to give us um, other than what we could see, you know, behind the wall, you know, from behind the wall. Again, I just thought it was really, really odd that there was zero marketing material at all. Do you think it's
2: possible that's because they, like, hadn't gotten, like, approval for it yet or whatever from – I don't know if they get it from Anaheim or from the state or whatever. Uh, Like, because it seems like they just were – they didn't even know when they were going to go on sale. And I'm assuming it was because they were waiting for some sort of governmental approval. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, sure, that may be, but by the time we were there, they had already announced that. So They'd already
2: announced. They just didn't have anything. Okay, <laughs> they just didn't have anything.
0: And and even you know, and that's a good point that you make. But I think even without knowing when you can start selling it or when it's going to actually be open and all that, I mean, I'd have I'd have something there to kind of yeah. get people excited. It, it was it was just really quiet and, um,
2: yeah, you know, Disney's usually like more ahead of this stuff right?
0: yeah like, like
2: that yeah I, I know what you mean it's uh it's kind of weird. It, it it is odd that you know usually they'll they'll have like you said some like promotion something like that that um that will at least make people hyped up about it but yeah that yeah. this tower's been in kind of a weird spot i think
0: Yeah, Yeah, it has maybe because they didn't want everybody asking about the transient tax and all that Uh, other uh, stuff. mm, I don't know, but but yeah, it was just you know no pamphlets, no you know renderings, just zippo. It was it was really odd to me. Um, It's weird they don't have a
2: model room to check out, right? Like you would think they'd have at least that.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, even if it's not, you know, and again, like to your point, maybe they don't have the final you know, um, specs of exactly how it's going to look, but they could, there's something they could do. You know, I, I I just, I would have, I think they're missing the boat big time there with um, marketing of that. Maybe
2: they're just thinking it's going to be so popular that they don't have to do any marketing. It's just,
0: (laughs) maybe (laughs) they they could rest on on their laurels and see how that works out for them. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Well, Derek always tells us like when, you know, when, when grand Californian came out that they like couldn't give the contracts away. So it's kind of funny that how much hype there is around the tower, you know, because at the and especially since, you know, how valuable those contracts are now at Grand Californian.
0: Um, Yeah, it's, you know, in hindsight, yeah, when Grand Cal was brand new when I first started working directly for Disney. And that was um, like our drop down uh, thing. Like if people I think there was way better incentives from what I remember and the price was a little lower. I think we're also selling Bay Lake and and so it was Bay Lake Animal Kingdom and Grand Cal is what we were selling at the time. And Grand Cal is like, nobody wanted it. And I'm like, just buy it like, you know, like almost like you tell someone to buy Saratoga now. Like buy it and use the points somewhere else, kind of a thing. If if they couldn't afford, you know, if it was just better incentives or whatever. It was definitely our fallback um <laughs> fallback resort, which is kind of funny to think about now. Yeah. But um yeah, so very interesting. I mean, I got mine Um, For under a hundred dollars a point with a cast member discount. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Foolishly sold it.
0: I don't that probably hurts have, Trevor
2: like, a little bit to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I. Okay. Trevor's a Disneyland guy. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I wish I could have gotten points there for that price.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wish I didn't sell mine. Um, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. I, I wish it would have been my retirement plan had I known. And I'm a Disneyland <laughs> yeah. person too. I grew up in Los Angeles, grew up going to Disneyland. So that's um, definitely my, um, you know, not to sound hokey, but where my heart is. I love Disneyland. Um, it's my childhood memories and it's changed a ton. I mean, where the resort is, um, and, and the new California adventure was, was the parking lot we used to <laughs> yes, park yeah, in. I, I, remember so, that. <laughs> I mean, it's, I do walk around and kind of just, and it's cool, but it, it's not the same. I get a little bit sad, but obviously, you know, you're not going to have a big one story parking lot taking up all that land anymore in, in this day and age. But, um, it's nice to see how it's grown but it's still small which i like and yeah and that's that's where my soft spot is is disneyland i love it
2: so so jody can you tell us you know i know that right now is like a pretty good time to buy resale it seems to be on a low although i i did see uh, a post that it seems like the prices are starting to rise a little bit but uh what, what would you say the trends are in the resale market right now
0: Yeah. I mean, it's certainly no, no surprise to anybody here. Um, the, you know, or news to anybody here, the prices dropped a lot. Um, and we had several months of, you know, prices going down. And I, and I think it's definitely hit the bottom. I don't, I don't see it. I definitely don't see it going down anymore. Um, I don't think it's going to spike up anytime soon. I could be wrong, but I, I think it's, we'll see it gradually coming back up, but it's not going to be as erratic as it was. I mean, everything spiked during COVID and, and all this stuff. And, and so the last couple of years have just been so, such a roller coaster, um, with what's going on, prices spiking, getting to these all time highs and then, than them dropping back down. And, and I always said it was more of a correction than a, um, you know, I know a lot of people, I, you know, I see the posts on the different websites and, you know, they're thinking it's the sky is falling and Bay Lake's going to be $50 a point. And <laughs> I think it was wishful thinking for a lot of folks. And I mean, in a way, yeah, that'd be great if you're buying, but not so great really. If you are actually a member, you don't want your Bay Lake to be worth $50 a point. But um, I would say, it's still a great time to buy, but I think if you wait you're going to you're going to pay a little bit more. Um again, I don't see a big spike in prices unless something weird happens. Um again, everything's been so unpredictable the last few years, but um I I, I think we've definitely hit the bottom and I don't think it's going lower and it's going to slowly climb back up to, you know, it's but again, not crazy prices. Gradual increase. Yep, yeah, just that's normal that's stuff.
2: Normal fluctuations, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, our, our, Cal- Trevor, I don't know if you want to ask questions. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm well, <laughs> No, actually. Yeah. The, it, it's all good. Um, we actually have quite a lot of listener questions. We do. You, so um, okay. there. Yeah. Why don't we, uh, why don't we start into this? So um, Gina's got one. Uh, she Gina's says our Disneyland correspondent too. She's yes, Gina.
0: I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. She says, hi, Jody. I'm sorry. We, I didn't meet up with you when you were in California. Uh, how long do you think the right of first refusal monster will sleep? Is it because DVC is selling so many properties and they're just whatever about resale?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Just whatever. <laughs> I like the words it in air quotes,
2: quotes, whatever. I know. <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: you know, I don't honestly know. The, the Disney's rofer has always been their best kept secret. Like, even when I worked there, we didn't know what, you know, what they were going to do. And I mean, if you look back to last year, they were buying back rofering saratoga springs at as high as 145 a point which is insane um and obviously it's been dead they haven't bought anything back i do i don't know why it's just a feeling there's no no data behind this
2: no we I like just, reckless speculation on the show oh no, great no, we then love I, uh, speculation then,
0: awesome yeah. well thanks for the green light there um <laughs> yeah it's um i i do have a feeling that they're gonna come back like they're gonna Sucker punch us, and it's going to be not one or two trickling in. I just feel like Disney's going to got something up their sleeve, and it's going to be like fifty we get one day, you know. And 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 they might keep it a little erratic to keep us on our toes. I do have a friend who used to work in the department. He was one of the people who um, was in charge of reviewing them and making decisions on what to buy back. And he'd say sometimes they would just do things um, to throw people off. They'd let a Um, They buy back a high one and, you know, and so. Wait, like, so
2: you're saying there's no like rhyme or reason or formula to this. like, sometimes they're just like, well, let's just buy that one back.
0: (laughs) They do it sometimes to, to keep, to, so that people can't figure out a pattern. Right. I mean, obviously, you know, you see a Bay Lake, even now, if a Bay Lake went through at $50 a point for some silly reason, I still think they'd buy that back. Even now there's, there's obviously a minimum threshold, um, I just don't know. None of us have ever known what it is. We could always speculate based on prior rofer reports, but but that was always just speculation. Obviously, I, I do think that they have a diehard number that internally they know we can never let a sale below this go. Um, but none of us know what that is. And I'm sure that number is pretty low. It, it has to be because a lot of really inexpensive contracts have gone through the last six months. But um, But yeah, he did say, you know, every now and then we'll just buy back a a really high priced, you know, fifty point something for two hundred bucks a point, or you know those crazy ones that you're like, why would they exercise right of first refusal on that? But they did it every now and then just to um to th- to throw people off. Now you know that was ten years ago that I heard that, or maybe you know, five, 10 years ago, do they still behave that way? I don't know, but they've obviously been very quiet. And I just, I don't know, it's just a gut feeling that they're going to come back and kind of hit us hard. And it might not be for as long. It might be like one, one or two months where we kind of get, get a, a bunch. Um, I don't know if they'll be back to consistently buying things back because they were on our, you know, on a roll last year towards, you know, in the fall, late summer and fall. I mean, buying, they bought back 30% of our contracts. That's unheard of. So I don't know that they'll go back to that. I mean, it'd be great if they did, frankly. Um, just in a way, it, it keeps, keeps everything fresh and keeps the market healthy. But, um, I mean, it's not so great for buyers sometimes because it doesn't, that's part of what, you know, inflated the prices, but. Um, so I don't think they're, I, I don't know that they'll be on, uh, they'll be as aggressive as they were last year. That's the most aggressive we've ever seen them. So I don't think that's coming, but I, I just have a feeling we're going to get hit with a little surprise. Gotcha. Uh, and it's just a feeling. It is reckless speculation, as you say.
2: That's okay. We love, we love reckless speculation. Awesome. I'm your girl. We used to have a segment <laughs> called reckless speculation. We haven't done it in a while, now, but, uh, I love it. Yeah, no, we, that's, that's part of what we like to do here. Um, awesome. so, we actually, so we we see a, I, you know, I have a little bit of like a rumor here about some changes that 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 a DVC made to the public offering statement. That's basically suggesting that the new Polynesian Village uh, Resort Tower will be s- uh, a separate uh, association. So, with that in mind, Austin says, "Does Jody think about the what does Jody think about the Poly Tower being a separate association or not? Uh, since the cabins at Fort Wilderness was named the Seventeenth DVC Resort." Uh, which is actually an interesting point by him that the fact Mm -hmm. that they named it the 17th DVC resort. Um, but he also said, wouldn't it be strange to have one part of the poly tower resale restrictions and the other part of the poly without.
0: Yeah. And that is a good observation. I think it would be incredibly foolish and short-sighted of them, um, to, to do that with the poly, to make it part of the, the newer associations with the restrictions. Um, you know, and they haven't. I mean, I guess, yes, they did it with the cabins, um, the new Fort Wilderness cabins, but, you know, like when they did the Grand Floridian, they made it part of the existing, um, you know, association. And historically, they've always kind of done that. The, the only one that they didn't do that with and made it two separate resorts was the Copper Creek and Boulder Ridge. And I really think that's only because of the time span. They're not going to build a new resort with a 2042 expiration. Yeah. But if they're adding a new tower now, and Polly's still a relatively very new resort, keeping that same expiration date makes sense. It's not it doesn't have 20 years less or anything like that. Um, and having two different ones will cause confusion. Um, I think it would be uh, prior to what you mentioned about the, the public offering, I would have said 99% it's going to be the same association. Um, only because it just, it's what they've done in the past. It's what makes sense, <laughs> which is kind of funny because Disney doesn't always do what makes sense, but, um, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of good at that. um, so I still think my guess was all things pointed to me that it would be the same association, just based on how things have gone in the past, and also the optics and how weird it will be to have two. Okay, is this the restricted poly tower? Is you know, it, yeah, it just yeah. creates a mess. Now the other thing is to you know, D- Disney sort of dug themselves in a hole when they did this whole Riviera thing. They they didn't think ahead at the repercussions of making a resort with restrictions. I'm sure if they could go back in time, they wouldn't have done it. But so the question is, do they double down on the bad decision and keep, keep doing it? Or do they, you know, or do they, you know, kind of like in this case, keep it as part of the old association. So I'm not sure. I mean, obviously the new Disneyland tower is going to be part of the Riviera gang. And I guess the, the wilderness, um, the cabins, I, I just don't know about this one I just think I, my gut tells me it's gonna be the same association but with Disney you never know
2: yeah it's also worth noting to this rumor and this is by the way this is from DBC News who's uh some friends uh, they uh they're also mentioning here too that it, it almost they they're they they're, they mention it in the documentation uh if reflections which you know we assume right kind of dead dead um yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I mean but maybe not, you know, like it might not be. But then, you know, there's also some like thought that maybe, uh, that the that somehow they're going to still build reflections and that the new cabins are somehow going to be bundled into that. But that doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. But
0: no, <laughs> no. none at all, none at yeah. all. And it could be just them. I mean, they, you know, they're not dumb. They do know that, that we're out there, right? All of these folks that speculate and read this stuff and you know maybe they're adding a little fuel to the fire. I don't know. But um, you know, just kind of generating a buzz. But it it would make zero sense to me for them to put Polly make Polly as the same as Riviera and with the restrictions. I think it would I just think it would be a terrible idea. But again, Disney's done a few, you know had (laughs) a few terrible ideas. And uh and again are they (laughs) they doubling are they going to double down on the bad decision or are they going to try and, you know, temper it a little bit? I don't know. It'll be interesting. Tre-
2: Trevor, Trevor, my my question for you is, Does whether they put it in a new association or the original one, does that change your feelings about buying more points at Poly? Because I know that's mm. where you're going to go, right? You're going to buy more yeah. points at Poly? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're, we're definitely looking at resale points at, at the Poly Um I I wouldn't buy points at the new tower because it doesn't it doesn't suit my family. Like I, we're not we don't need enough points for like wedding bedrooms and stuff like that. Like studios are definitely what we're after, and the poly kind of fits us in that way. So yeah, I, I honestly I, I kind of I'm hoping that they do separate them personally, oh, really because <laughs> yeah, because it keeps. Um, it, 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 I don't want to say it keeps a line, but I I guess it does, you know, it keeps it, you know, very clear, like, you know, Hey, if you want one bedrooms, you go to the new poly. If you want studios, you go to the, the old poly. And like I said, I I feel from, from that point of view, it would stop. I worry that the new, um, tower would end up causing chaos with like trying to do bookings at the poly in general, just because you've got so many more people in the mix at that point. So I don't know. Um, I, I mean, you know, you, yeah. you just got to hope that the tower's more appealing, I guess, to people than the, than the older bungalows. So I've well, done mm-hmm. bungalows. The other older villas, the, the buildings, Yeah, the yeah, original the, three buildings. I don't know why I said yeah. bungalows. Uh- <laughs> I mean, if you can get a bungalow, <laughs> you can. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can. Yeah. Um, so Elizabeth asked, uh, actually, you want to do this one, Trevor? Yeah. Good. Um, uh, so Elizabeth wants to know, um, uh, Jody, do you think that the cost per point at the Disneyland Tower is worth it?
0: Um, so, and, and
2: I mean, that's very subjective. So that is very yeah. subjective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: no. I so it's a fair question. I think um, it's a two part answer. So, I don't think the price is bad at all. I think it's a great price considering that you know, um, you know, if, if you're. T- Part one is it's a good price for a new resort in California. Um, it's cheaper than the villas at Grand Californian, right? Um, so I, I don't really have a problem with the initial price per point. Their incentives didn't really kick in until you bought a lot of points. So the incentives weren't so great. But so the price the price per point, I don't have a problem with. Um, I think where their, their challenges are is with this transient tax. The dues are high and paying for parking um all of those are definitely you know obviously big hindrances towards the sales that's gonna affect their sales because people were so su- i mean it was like er! people were super excited about this tower and then all of a sudden it was like
2: that was trevor that's yeah. trevor was very excited <laughs> yeah. about the tower and then and then
0: yeah uh, 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 yeah. yeah so, the tax got me for sure yeah and then and, you know and 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 the dues are high for, you know, um, for that resort, I think too, which I don't know. I find it kind of odd that the dues are high for such a small compact resort, but I mean, it is California. You are paying their, um their premiums there, but I don't know. I, I, so I don't think the initial price per point, if you just go off a of face value for a new resort at Disneyland, you know, is, is too high. I think it's actually a decent price, but but with these challenges, I think I think they're gonna have, they're they're gonna have a hard time selling it.
2: So here here's the question. So when so you think they're gonna have a hard time selling even at, the, at that price point? Like it's gonna be tough. But um, that's that's interesting. But I, I also want to ask too. Just like once some of these contracts hit the resale market, were I, I don't want you to you know necessarily give me uh, what you think the price will be. I mean, but do you think it'll be? In the range of a high demand, or like you know, is it going to be like Grand Cal? Is it going to be higher?
0: I don't think it'll be higher, but I don't think, and I'd mentioned this before. So with with the tower having the restriction, the Disneyland tower, I don't yeah. think that's a deterrent because people aren't buying, paying two thirty a point or more to use it at Saratoga Springs or Animal yeah. Kingdom. Right? They're buying it because they want to stay at that tower at Disneyland. They're not buying it for for the network for the most part, you know, I'm over some, you know, generalizing, but in general, you know, same reason why pe- people aren't buying grand Californian at 300 a point to stay elsewhere either. They're buying it because they need points to stay there. So I don't think the restrictions are an issue. And therefore I think once it gets on the resale market, it won't take the hit um, that Riviera did. So, you know, Riviera obviously is much less on the resale market. Um, than what people paid for it, I don't. I don't think it's going to take a big hit on the resale market once it comes on. I don't know what it's finally the price is going to be when it finally sells out. I think it depends on what that final price, this final sellout price is. Um, what the resale price will be. Okay. It, it just depends, but I, I don't think the restrictions going to be a problem. I think again, the problem's going to be the tax and the parking and the dues.
2: Do you think though, like if they do have a hard time selling this? do you think they reverse course on some of those on like the tax? I mean, like I know they still have to charge the tax, right. But they can roll that into dues like they did with grand cow or, I mean, I'm sure they could do something else with it, but um, like, or the free parking thing, if they decide, okay, well maybe we, we change it and give free parking. Like, do you think they'll, it'll be a hard enough time selling it that they'll have to change course on some of those things?
0: Um, that's a good question. The parking would be an easy fix. I think, I mean, I think changing the dues, um, and the tax that that's a a lot more complicated go going back to giving them free parking um that's easy. it would be a smart thing to do, but it's kind of funny I mean if you look at like again, not to totally be slamming Disney, but they don't I don't think their marketing department and their sales department and their finance department get together much because what makes sense for what makes sense and what would help sell doesn't always happen. I mean, um, so I just think that, uh, I don't know. I just uh, they, like, look at Alani for example, right? They, they still can't sell that. that. They were selling that when I worked <laughs> yeah. there and what do they do? They raise the price every year. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's exactly what people do. When you can't get rid of something, you just raise the price. Raise the every, price. Yeah, of yeah course. I mean, that's, that's really marketing one oh one, right? I mean, <laughs> it's just silly. So I don't know that they always do the right thing when things, um, you know are are challenging to sell but I, I think if they were going to do any it would be the parking i think that's the easy fix i think that tax and the dues that gets tricky you know because if they all of a sudden um have a high hike in dues to help cover that tax that's going to be even more off putting to some it's yeah. they they're in a they're in a the dues and the the tax are 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 the real issue. I mean, parking secondary, and and again, that's an easy fix. I think the taxes um, that's much more challenging. I don't know really. I don't. I don't think there is a, a great solution for that. Um, don't don't know.
2: dues on new resorts though tend to they're, they're like estimating essentially what their costs are going to be, right? So, like, don't they start usually a little bit higher and then can come down a little bit if if they it ends up being cheaper. Am I wrong about um, that? Am I making that up? You
0: know, no, you, you know what, to be honest with you, I don't know. That's a great question. And it's not one I've ever paid attention <laughs> to. I just made that you.
2: up. I don't know.
1: No, <laughs> no, it, it
0: could be. I mean, yes. To answer your question. Yes. It's an estimate, but I think by the time they announce them, they're pretty, I, I, pretty my, I think they were pretty close. They're pretty close. I mean, obviously other than that Alani disaster, but, um, but no, I think they're usually pretty close, but, but I could be wrong. I actually haven't ever looked at the initial, um, you know, number that they put out versus how it, you know, what it ends up being. So, you know, you could be right. I I thought it was closer to the, you know, I thought they were pretty accurate, but I I could be wrong.
2: Yeah, no, you're probably right. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just thinking of, uh, I, th- I thought I remembered that one of the resorts uh, started off higher and then went a little bit lower, but I'm probably just making that up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I can't think of any instance yeah, of that. I, I'm, prob- yeah. I'm probably completely yeah. wrong. Um, <laughs> um, so, I think we're going to... St- Skip Mary's question because, and Mary, I'm sorry to skip your question, but this is more of a, a rental question, right? So, well, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll, mary we'll we'll direct your question to DVC Rental Store on that one, because uh, we have Jody here, who's a DVC resale person. So, <laughs> um, but Dan wants to know when does she see the market for Grand Cal contracts uh, stabilizing, coming back down to earth? And I guess the question is, you know, two here, and I'll, I'll add my own thing here. Do you think the tower is going to have an effect on that? Like, do you think the tower going on sale will bring Grand Cal kind of a little bit down?
0: Uh, no, I think it it did it did bring initially. Yes, it did. I mean, you if you looked at the numbers of Grand Cal, I mean, obviously everything went down in price the last few you know six months or so. Um, just the whole market in general went down, but Grand Cal in particular we had a lot of inventory sitting there because people were waiting to find out what the scoop was on the tower before they bought. So of course more inventory, um, you know, prices go down. That's that general supply and demand. Now, um, with a lot of people being less excited about the new tower, um, You know, you saw what happened or maybe you didn't, but if you've noticed that the Grand Cow, again, our inventory, as soon as we get something on there, it's, they've been selling within literally within minutes of being on the website and we're back up to $300 a point now. Um, So I don't, you know, unless something really strange happens, I don't, I don't see that changing unless we get a buildup of inventory for some reason. Again, I I don't, I don't see the prices of Grand Cow going down anytime soon. It took a dip, and, and again, it was part of what was going on with the market, but it, um, what I was hearing was a lot of people waiting to to sell or buy um, the Grand Cal until they knew what was going on with the new tower. They didn't want to buy Grand Cal if, if the tower was going to be a better fit for them. And then, of course, with this news, a lot of people said, okay, eh, no to the tower, we're with Grand Cal, and it, everything we had got snatched up quick.
2: Wow, so, so it actually had the opposite effect.
0: It, it yes, once, <laughs> once it was announced, once we got the scoop, it had yep. the opposite effect. Now, prior to before anyone knew what was going on, it, it did it did drive prices down a bit because no one was you know a lot of people were the inventory was building up because people didn't want to buy it just yet they wanted to wait and see, and then of course when they saw they were like okay yeah no thanks we'll go get some grand cal and um, now we can't keep it in stock. I mean it it was funny it's like literally minutes within minutes it's sold. So, um, and, and again, back up to about 300 a point. So I don't, I don't see it going down anytime soon. Um, again, unless something really strange happens, um, maybe some changes with the tower that I don't really see happening, but I I think it's, I think it's going to stay up in the high twos and sitting around 300 for a while.
2: Okay. I do want to say I pulled up some information uh, about Dew's history, and I, I, am not completely wrong about this. So, <laughs> Gra- Villas at Grand Floridian went down 2.7 percent in its second year.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. And then, know.
2: and then Riviera went down after after its a, a, in its second year slightly, very slightly, but. Okay. Oh, there you go. See, I didn't make this up completely. Oh, no,
0: I, I, <laughs> we, we wouldn't accuse you of that.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, Riviera went from 839 a point to 838. Uh, so it's not like it was <laughs> that big of a decrease. Yeah. Uh, didn't move the needle much. But Grand Floridian went from 552 to 537 uh, from its second year to its third. So I mean, you know, I, all right, so I, I'm just glad I didn't make this up. i knew I knew in my head somewhere it happened, but anyway, yes, ah <laughs> uh, let's see. I, Trevor, you want to do this right. one, especially uh, with your feelings on the transient tax yeah, so so uh, Rye asks um uh, do you think that the high transient tax at the ho- at the um the tower can bleed over to grand Cal in the future and then there there's a second question um which is can all the DVC re- resorts eventually lose free parking, which I'm guessing that's alluding to the fact that that they're, you're paying for it at Disneyland, but I, I don't think the two are related. But no. oh, yeah. I considering agree. they just got rid of all the parking fees for just regular resorts at Disney World, like I feel like that would be really like a stab in the heart to DVC members to just take that uh, take that away from us. Yeah. yeah. You
0: know? um, so yeah, as far as parking goes, I, um, I, I don't think that they'll take it away. Now, I, I heard, and I'm going to be honest with you, I. I didn't read up on this. Um, I don't, you know, I didn't read the legal documents, but I do know that a portion of your dues does cover some of, uh, maybe it's not all of it. I don't know the breakdown, but your dues are, you own at that resort. You're, you're paying dues at that resort. I would imagine when things need to get repaved parking lot wise and stuff. I don't think that's coming out of Disney's pocket. I think part of your dues do pay for that. So I think that if you're paying to maintain a resort, and the parking on it, I, I, I don't even know. I think they'd have a, a little bit of a challenge there with, um, charging to park D you know, if you're a DVC member staying on points. Um, and it, again, PR wise, it would be, I mean, I thought it was stupid when they charged, started to charge to park anyway. Um, but I'm, that's like one of my pet peeves in life. I'm, I'm cheap when it comes to that. I can't stand having to pay to park. Like I'm going to spend thousands of dollars, at your establishment, and then I have to pay to park to do it as well it's it drives me nuts it's it's always been a pet peeve of mine, not just with Disney but anywhere you know where you, you have to yeah. pay to park yeah. um, what maintenance family-
2: of your parking lot into Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, so you'd have to see it. Yeah, I
0: get it. Like if you if if I'm parking somewhere and I could be going to multiple places, you know, like if it's a mall or something like that, or where there's different restaurants or something. But I'm obviously if I'm parking at Magic Kingdom or parking at a resort, there I'm only parking there to go into to that place. So why am I having to pay, you know, to park to go spend thousands more dollars at your Place So it's always bugged me anyway. And it bothered me when they started charging for parking. Um, I, I think it'd be, I I don't know the, I guess what I'm saying is I don't know if the legalities of them being able to charge for parking to DVC members without it affecting the dues somehow. Um,
2: You think the dues would have to go down if they took
0: them? I would think so because I mean, I don't know how you could justify having someone pay dues to maintain and all of that and, and to park at their own place without, without the dues going, I mean, like if, yeah. I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. And who's, because you own that resort, who's the money going to then Disney, they can't, they can't do that. I mean, you it's Disney doesn't own that. That's all owned by members. So I I just don't see how they could kind of get away with that. I could be wrong. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not a lawyer here, but I just think that would they'd be getting into some tricky territory. And again, PR wise, um, would be a really foolish thing for them to do. So I don't. I don't see them doing it here at Walt Disney World. I'm. It's curious to me why they did it at Disneyland. I'm not sure why, especially knowing they had these other hurdles like the transient tax. I don't know why they would put a double whammy on there. Um, but and as far as the other part of that question about it bleeding over into Grand Cal, I don't know what. I don't understand the deficit between the transient tax that was built in at Grand Cal and the one at the new tower why it's so different
1: it is a so huge much difference
0: more. yeah i, I don't yeah. i have no idea and if you know and that would be a great you know if there's an expert on that kind of tax or law or whatever and they know that would be a a, a great answer to have cuz i i don't understand they're right next to each other it's the same property you know on the same you know, block like I, I don't understand how one could be so much more than the other. I yeah. don't know if Disney had something grandfathered in. Did they negotiate yeah, maybe they made something? a deal when they
2: built the yeah. tower? Yeah, when they built the building that the tax was going to be X amount for so many years or something.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but I, then, I
2: do know Disney has historically been doing that with Anaheim, and you're right, that could be it, but
0: yeah, yeah. well, and hopefully, there's not an expiration on that anytime soon because then, yeah, could those. Could the, could the prices, the transient tax go up at Grand Cal? Um, that would or certainly be a bummer.
2: Maybe they negotiate for the duration of the uh, the life of the resort.
0: Let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. hope so.
2: All right. Uh, last question here. Uh, so are the cabins at Fort Wilderness assigned the DVC maybe shifting into different categories of resorts? Uh, you know, for example, value, moderate, et cetera. Or does she think that this is a one off?
0: So yeah, um, I do know, um, that when I was at Disney and I still have friends, you know, of course we still stay in touch with folks there. Um, you know, there was, there is a plan or was a plan. Now again, things change, i.e. Reflections, right. But there was a plan to have a DVC resort at each of the moderates and possibly even the value. But what I don't know, um... I mean, and that kind of shows you like Riviera being over there in moderate land too. Now does that mean that the resort itself is going to be a moderate resort as opposed to a deluxe resort? I don't know. That's what I don't know is I, I do think that yes, they're going to be putting them at all of those locations. That's where they're gonna you know build the new resorts. Um, but are they going to be kind of like a lowered more you know more of a value type? Uh, resort i my and then i tried to figure out well what what does that mean for selling it yeah.
2: you know what, what they, is, what's the price per point going to be right right and then lower.
0: right yeah. and then that kind of throws everything off because then it's like well can they then stay at if they paid less per point can then they go stay at poly so what i yeah. think if they ever did do that what they would probably do is charge the same like the two like 200 ish plus per point and they would just maybe make the point values to stay at that resort less. That would be the logical way to do it. Um, you know, and, and, you know, instead of using, for example, 20 points a night, if you were staying at poly, maybe it's 10, if it's a value to moderate. Um, but I still think they'd have to charge the same dollar amount per point to make it fair, you know, cause otherwise, um, you
2: know, everyone would just buy it the cheaper. Buy, resort yeah. You buy the, the cheap elsewhere. one. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. yeah. So, um, but i do th- yeah i mean that that is that has been their plan now, again plans change but I, I think we'll we'll see them at all of the different resorts there but i what i just don't know is if they're going to be um you know more on a moderate level as opposed to a deluxe resort
2: yeah it makes sense that makes sense yeah So that's all the questions we had. I did want to mention one more thing before we let you go, though, because uh, they just released fairly recently here here, the add-on incentives for the Villas at Disneyland Hotel, and since we've been talking about this. Mm -hmm. And so it looks like the initial incentives are going to be $20 off an add-on of 150 points. Is that, you know, you think that's you know a good uh, incentive, or you think they should do more? Or, you know, I, I just don't know if you have any thoughts around that.
0: I do. I, I think $20 per point is a great incentive. Um, yeah, I don't agree. like that you have to buy 150 as a member to get that because before that it's it's nothing. And, and then it only goes up like I think a dollar to a point, you know, it's like 150 to 174. And then it goes up, then it goes to like 21 or $22 off per point. I'm like, well, that that's not going to really <laughs> get anybody <laughs> yeah. to really, you know, like to me, it should be incrementally higher. The more you buy, I mean, even five bucks a point more would would be to me i don't see any benefit of of going from 150 to 190 you know you're you're not really saving on the incentive side of it i think but i do think 20 dollars a point is yeah, that's a pretty good incentive um again i just i think it should have been stacked a little bit better a little more the more you buy i think incrementally it should have gone up a little bit more um and again i don't i don't like that you really have to get to 150 points as a member adding on to to get the twenty dollars off per point. Uh, yeah, it is it. interesting.
2: One twenty-five to one forty-nine is four dollars per point, and then it <laughs> jumps <laughs> to twenty once you hit one fifty.
0: Yeah, so. I just I thought that was a. Um, I thought their tiers were very off, but twenty bucks a point I think is a good incentive. I just think the way they configured it and the tiering of it was a was odd off.
2: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Okay, well. Anything else you want to talk about, Jody, before we let you go? We, we appreciate you coming on and talking DVC with us. We, we try to talk DVC a lot, but you know, there's not always a lot going on with DVC. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, there's not always, you know, sometimes it, it had been pretty quiet for a while. And then recently it's, it's definitely, um, had a lot, a lot of news going on. So, no, I mean, I think we, we covered a lot of it and, um, you know, obviously, if anybody has any questions about I mean, obviously, this was heavily focused on the Disneyland news. But, um, you know, if anybody has any questions, they can always reach out to us and happy to, you know, answer any questions anybody has. But that that's really the big tea that that's been going on here is the the Disneyland stuff. That's been the buzz.
2: So so Jody, how do how do our listeners reach out to you if they have questions or they want to they want to contact you?
0: Sure. Well, I mean, uh, my email address is Jody J O D I at dvcresellmarket dot com, or my phone number is four zero seven three two five seven one one six. Or, of course, they just go to our website, and any of us are happy to help.
2: Absolutely. Well, they, Trevor, anything else you have, or, or Damon? I got one last quick question for yeah, you please. before you go, Jody. Sure. What was your favorite ride at Disneyland when you were there?
0: Oh well, I mean, my all-time favorite ride at Disneyland has got to be the Matterhorn, right? Because
2: yes, I, thank you. Yep. We don't have
0: anywhere else. I mean, yep. come on. So yeah, it's. I mean, that's a no-brainer.
2: Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> wait, Trevor. Is that your favorite? For me, too, anyway. Or? It is. Yes. yes, Matterhorn is is definitely my favorite at Disney. That's the
0: answer, right? Yep. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. the only it's the only acceptable answer. Yes, <laughs> right.
0: Yes, everybody else is wrong <laughs> if they have something else to say.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jody, again for your time today. We really appreciate having you on. Oh, and, uh we'll, we'll thank definitely have you. you on again in the future here. So
0: love to. Thanks so much.
2: All right, so uh, Jody was great. I was. I'm glad mm-hmm. we did some DVC stuff. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> Always good for us to do uh, DVC stuff, and actually, we're gonna go ahead and do our ad right now. And uh, you know, and I wish I could say that we were good enough that we uh, we set this up correctly, but uh, but we're, the ad this isn't that we're we're not that well. We're planned. not that we're not that organized. That's no. yeah. So our the sponsor of this episode, which you know is great that Jody was on for this, is DVC Resale Market. Uh, DVC Resale Market, a world of DVC company, is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 13 former Disney Vacation Club guides, Jody included, and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. In 2021, DVC Resale Market helped over 4,400 families join or add on to their membership memberships go to dvc dot market.com or call one eight four four dvc pros that's one 382 7767 and when you speak to them be sure to let them know the welcome home sent you all right cool Okay. So we lost Damon somewhere along the way. Just in case people are wondering where he is, I I don't mm-hmm. know what happened to him. So he, he may pop know. back in here, but we're gonna keep going. So. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tra- <laughs> we're gonna keep going here. So, um, and that's okay because we need to spin the wheel, and he doesn't like the wheel sound. So, you know, we need to go ahead and spin the wheel again. So let's let's do that. We Ready? Should, we should really yeah. What? Go ahead. What were you say? Uh, we can say? We talk. Yeah. What? We we need to get uh, something off of Amazon. A wheel, like we talked about oh, last episode. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this week it is Space Mountain. Oh my goodness. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, we right. you got to talk okay. a lot so, about this one. Yeah. So, so I, I, I guess let, let's qualify this first. Um, are, are we talking about Space Mountain as a concept or a specific version of Space Mountain? Because there well, is this- actually. Three space mountain in every in pretty much every park, isn't there? Um, except for Shanghai doesn't have one, but Disneyland Paris does, Tokyo does, and Hong Kong does. Yeah, the Tokyo Disney one is the same as the or it's almost exactly the same as the Disneyland one. So, well, yeah, because that whole park was pretty much a carbon copy of Disneyland. So, (laughs) yeah, um, so yeah, that because we we have Florida. Version of Space Mountain, which is actually back to, you know, we were talking about Matterhorn that was actually based on matter. It, it it was a whole thing that they, they were they were trying to figure out how to put Matterhorn into Disney World and it didn't really work. So they ended up using the Matterhorn like ride structure, but they used it in Space Mountain. And yeah. so so, if you and that that's why I want to ask, are we talking specifically about the the Florida one are we talking about the Disneyland one, or are we talking about just or I mean we could talk about Paris as well because that well, because Paris is totally party. different Paris yes, is a is. completely <laughs> different ride than everywhere else that one goes upside down that one has is launched like it's a whole yeah. whole different situation, right <laughs> so yeah, I mean I, I think maybe we talk about the the two originals, right like maybe we talk about Disneyland and disney world and then you know maybe we could talk a little bit about the disneyland paris one because the other two are pretty much just copies right so right yeah but it's interesting that shanghai they didn't do they didn't do space mountain there um i think i feel like i remember reading a reason why i just i just don't know at the top of my mind here right so um let's you want to you want to talk a little bit about the disneyland one okay um so you'll have to excuse me first um it's it's been a while since I've been on the the um, the Disneyland version, but I do know this is, or I guess for anyone who's not been on it, is there's or, or we're used to in Florida, you know, you have the A and the B side, right? Which is like, you yeah. know, back to the whole Matterhorn thing. Is Matterhorn runs the same way as that? There's an A and a B side to it. Um, the Disneyland one doesn't have that. It's it's all just one track. And you actually sit side by side on the coaster, which I'm sure if we ever got you out to Disneyland, you would feel very (laughs) weird about it. Very weird about it. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, listen, I, 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 you know, I actually find the, I I know I might be the minority on this. I find the ones at Disneyland, I mean, Disney World to be very oddly comfortable. I don't know why I felt very comfortable in the little bobsleds. I I feel like I shouldn't, I feel like everybody else is like, Oh, it's all cramped and not comfy, but I don't know. I thought they were pretty comfortable. They're good. And it's, um, and and yeah, because the, uh, the bobsleds are designed like you're kind of leaning back and and you do, you have more space than you think because your legs actually like go down. That's why because you stretch your legs out. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so many of the roller coasters at Disney world that like my legs just feel, and I'm not even that tall. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you're taller than me, but like I still have a hard time sometimes with, like you know, seven dwarves and uh yeah. big thunder, I, like just cramped. Seven, dwarves. Yeah. Yeah. seven dwarves is the yeah. worst, man. I've I always so cramped on that ride. Yeah. But but yeah, back back to Space Mountain. So so obviously it's it's been something that's been part of the part of the park for a long time. And um it it obviously it wasn't the first mountain, you know, the Matterhorn was was the first mountain type ride. But then but then uh, Walt Disney saw how well it did and decided, you know, hey, let's do Space Mountain or, or, you know, you know, another mountain type ride. Right. So so hence we got Space Mountain. And um, the thing that I or the thing that I like about recent Space Mountain, um, and I guess not everyone's gotten to experience these things necessarily, is the this is one of those rides that they actually like to do um, overlays on which oh, yeah. um now just uh, as an asterisk to that, I don't like all overlays because some of them, I don't feel improve the ride in any way, but I feel that the space mountain ones have always made the ride better in some way, shape or form. And, and, and so the, the couple of um ones that um people or if you've ridden space mountain is you'll get um ghost galaxy, which is a Halloween themed overlay, which can be, you know, kind of scary for, for kids. Cause it, you know, they've, they've got um, you know, projections and stuff that can be um, very, you know, it's like, you know, skull ghosts and stuff like that. I kind of like the haunted mansion, but you know, you're not expecting that going on to space mountain. So, um, so that, that was cool. And then the other one that they did was uh hyperspace mountain, which was a star Wars um, cross up with it, which, um, I, I rode the one in Disneyland, and it was actually really cool how how they um timed some of the effects that it like it wasn't just like random lights and stuff going off. They actually had like the um the blaster effects. So like you like it's it felt like at one point there was an X wing flying by, and the the way that the lights went, it was it was like it was firing alongside. The the ship, um, so like you airports, were another yeah. X wing, and it was firing alongside. Yeah, you. or or yeah. or kind of like Star Tours is like, like you know you're yeah, in yeah. like a yeah. like a dogfight, and you know you know there's ships flying around and everything. So so there's been that, and then um like like you know they they love doing. Uh, I don't know if you or yeah you you've been on. Space Mountain at Christmas, right in Florida. Um, I have not. No, I have not. Oh, okay. That, um, yeah. That actually, you you would know if you did because it's it like I I think I don't think I could see for like five minutes after I got off because they just do like a crazy amount of lights and there's like Christmas music music blasting and stuff. So, um, so yeah, the the thing about all that is that you know Space Mountain at its core is you know it just like the name sounds. You know, you're just. Flying through space, but I like it because it's, you know, they, there's room for them to be creative with it because it is kind of, or it's a dark ride and it's also a roller coaster. Yeah. So it seems like they, they've got space that, you know, they can play with, you know, Hey, let's add lighting or let's add effects along the track and stuff like that, which I don't think a lot of, a lot of rides are necessarily as good of a blank canvas, as space mountain. <laughs> that's a, No, that's, that's a good, that's a good point. I like that. Yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah. So I I'm trying to think if there's any other fun stuff about space mountain that I'll do or some, between some the two history. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do some history really quick here. So mm. like the original concept for this was actually created by a uh, legendary uh, Disney Imagineer, John Hench uh, who did a lot of the early uh, attractions and he just wanted to do an indoor dark coaster. Um, but you know, it got put off quite a bit, right? It got put off for a while. Um, yeah. so, but essentially, um, you know, the, you know, Disney in the early days didn't have throw rides. Right. So like it, it was one of those things that they didn't really think they needed throw rides and, and they decided to start, uh, adding them in essentially. Right. So, um, you know, basically the original, well, the original is that is, was at magic kingdom. Right. So it, this, this was one that started at Disney world and ended up at Disneyland too. So the original the Magic Kingdom went open in 1975 and because it was so successful then they decided to build at Disneyland. Yeah. Like you said, their in- initial intention was to copy the Matterhorn, but they didn't uh think it was going to work, right? They there was mm-hmm. it basically just didn't really fit in with what they were doing at Disney World. Um so then they came back to the Space Mountain idea. Um and you know, it's worth noting too like you said, the one at Disney World is two tracks. They're they're both the same amount of duration, right? They, they both go on for the same amount of time. Uh, they same drop, same height, all that stuff. Um, although one track is 10 feet longer than another one, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know what I, for whatever reason. Right. Um, but you know, it's worth noting too. So the maximum speed on, and, and, you know, if you watch Imagineering story, they talk about this a little bit where, you know, part of the reason why they did it as a dark ride is basically this it only goes 27 miles per hour right like it, and if you think about going through a neighborhood at like you know where the speed limit is 25 miles per hour and you know you're driving your car and it feels like you're inching forward at least I know I do uh like that's how fast it goes basically right it it, it it's a fairly slow roller coaster but because you're in the dark it feels like you're so much going so much faster than you actually are and because of all the effects too right you know like obviously like the they trick you with that that movement of the the you know the things going by you and the sound effects it all kind of stars and everything yeah it, yeah it, it, it all kind of feels... tricks your brain yeah. yeah yeah it makes you feel like you're going way faster than you are so um so there's that um you know it's it's interesting um you know the differences here like and and you know to to your point by the way so the Disneyland one is actually faster it actually maxes out at thirty five at Disneyland uh, mm-hmm. which is really interesting I, I can. Uh, again, thinking back to riding both of them, it, I can understand that because it. I, I remembered, or, or sorry, just a bit of a random aside. I, you know, the first one I rode was in Disneyland, right? And so, yeah, like I rode that multiple times, and I remember the first time riding it in Florida that I was like, I kind of had the reverse thing happen where I was like expecting it to be the same ride but then when I got there I was like oh it's two tracks I was like okay and then I rode it and I I kind of questioned it myself I was like that didn't feel like quite as fast but you know after I after I eventually rode both of them because you know since the first time I rode I've been back to both parks I was like oh yeah this is you know the one in, in Disneyland is definitely a faster ride but yeah um it doesn't it doesn't take away from it in any way I feel like it or, you know, the 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 Florida one being slower, it doesn't doesn't make it feel any worse because, you know, it, yeah. yeah, it's and honestly, I think I think the thing that works to its advantage is the fact that it is the bobsled cars, which are a little bit smaller, like, like it's a little bit more compact. So it does it does feel like you're hanging out there a little bit more, which I think helps yeah, yeah. the ride. <laughs> it does feel like way. if you raise yeah. your hands up in the air, you might hit something, right? Like that's yeah, I. Have you ever have you ever done the um, uh, or challenged yourself to ride the whole ride with your hands up? Yeah. Well, like the whole ride. Okay. So not the whole ride, but definitely parts of the ride. Right. Like, so there's definitely been parts of the ride. I've had my hands up. But like, if you watch a video of it with the lights on it and listen, Mm -hmm. Disney tests all this stuff. Right. Like they have a whole I think it's called the safety envelope. Right. They like they do a whole thing where it's like, okay, the tallest person with the longest arms in the world you know, we're gonna test to make sure that that person couldn't hit anything. So, like, really, you couldn't hit the bars above you, but it just you feels won't. like you could. You yeah. <laughs> like, you know. But, but it's funny because it's that whole like suppressing that fear in your head, which is is actually yeah, yeah. the fun part. It, or because because I've done that is you know I I'll get on Space Mountain and I'll, I'll put my hands up and just like like you you tell yourself at certain points like okay just put your hands down because it feels yeah. like you're going too fast or it feels like you're going to fall out or something. Right. But yeah. R- riding the whole ride with your hands up uh, actually makes it better. If you yeah, can no, do it. I agree. Yeah. No, if, if yeah. you could do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so, I, I mean, there's, there's some really interesting stuff about space mountain and like just how it was, you know, conceived of and, and all that. And, and, and just a lot of the themes that, that are in it. And it's also one of those things too, where they talk about, you know, how good, good ideas at at Imagineering never die. Right. Like, and this one just kind of sat around for a little while before they decided to build it. So, um, and like I said, you know, this, there was some, a lot of legendary Imagineers that were involved with this one. Um, so, you know, and, and it's, it's worth noting too. So when they built Disneyland Paris, they decided to do a whole different thing. Right. So, and we kind of talked about it for a second here, but basically they made it, um, they created at the time it was the first launch that was done on a, on a hill. I forget what the the exact term for that is, but it was it was a it was um, an actual launch vehicle which they had not done before. Um, and they, I don't think it had ever been done before where uh, they, it was done on a hill. I, I saw that in the imagining story they talked about. I this. thought it was I thought it was the first time they'd done uh, an lim launch. On a hill, it was, was yeah, it was. The, yeah. That's what it was, yeah. It was the first time it was like they had to create the technology to do it essentially, yeah. And, and it's, it is, yeah, it, so so LIM is it's a magnetic launch, basically, for anyone exactly yeah. wondering what that is. Um, so yeah, it's it's obviously doing a magnetic launch is it when it's flat, is no, I wouldn't say straightforward, but you know, it's understood at this point. And doing it on an angle like that, and I believe it was because they also had to cue it with, um, because there, there was like a the outside of space mountain almost it looks like a i don't want to say like a gun but like it it looks like it's like a a mechanism that launches it yeah and they had to cue that launch with the outer um movement so that it it looked like it was actually launching the car from this this mechanism yeah and it it actually you know the original version of it was extraordinarily steampunk right like it was a very steampunk design um and like you said it had this it had a cannon right and it's the only space mountain that has inversions a launch and a, a section of track that enters that exits and re-enters the interior so it actually goes outside and comes back in again and yeah. and it also has synchronized onboard audio which at the time was was also a big deal right so but it was um initially it was uh it was a Jules Verne theme right so like, it was themed to yeah. Jules Verne um but they for some reason they decided to take out all the good stuff. And They like retheme the whole. Well, thing. I I think that was because the the Jules Verne thing actually tied in partially with Disneyland when they redid Tomorrowland because yeah 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 Tomorrowland had that very steampunk theme going on with this as well, but it was not well received at all. Like people did not like it because it was like like Tomorrowland always had that very like you know white clean futuristic thing going on, and the steampunk futuristic thing um, was not a popular aesthetic. Hence they, they took a lot of it out. And and I think it may have been when they, when they started taking out in Disneyland, I think they may have looked at the, the Paris park as well. And went, yeah, we can probably redo this because yeah. Then otherwise it gets into that weird place where it's like, like you see it from time to time. Uh, And actually I, I I wasn't able to get to Hollywood studios on my last trip, but there was a, a billboard in Hollywood studios that still talked about paradise pier um when i was there in 2019 which at the time i thought was funny because paradise pier doesn't exist anymore it's pixar pier yeah and i I think that's kind of what you're talking about is you know they they took it out um because or i i think the reason they took it out was because they didn't want it to be just like this random jules verne thing that didn't have any other tie-ins anywhere else yeah no that's that's a good point but so in 2005, they changed it to Space Mountain Mission 2, which essentially they got rid of most a lot of the steampunk aspects. Um, and, you know, people didn't really care for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and now the current iteration of it, and I kind of forgot about this, is uh, it's Hyperspace Mountain permanently now. So it's it's Star Wars Hyperspace Mountain. Yeah. Uh, permanently, which, which is funny, you know. Which I would imagine that one's even more intense than the Disneyland one, which was good (laughs) yeah 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 so this one launches to 44 miles per hour um like we said it has inversions it's three three different inversions inside of it um you know obviously much different than the rest of them so (laughs) um but yeah so i mean i i think that's all i got for for space mountain i don't know yeah it's i mean yeah it's it's definitely a a ride that um I, i mean i i think it's pretty or you know you can say to somebody you know oh you know I'm going to Disney right and it's like the first thing you think of like it's, it's very it's, iconic yeah yeah it's it's almost one of those like you, you almost see it before or well I mean technically the, the funny thing is technically you do see it before the castle yeah. when you're when you're coming up to the park but it also I think in people's minds is that you know when when you hear oh I'm going to go to a theme park you think of Space Mountain <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> so, yeah. yeah absolutely. Space Mountain, has just kind of reached that, like, you know, that, that, that level of just, it's iconic. It's, it's it's legendary. It is. It's legendary, right? Like you, you think of Disney, you think of Space Mountain. That's really, really the truth. So I I also just one last fun fact that Space Mountain was the first roller coaster to be controlled by computers. So there you go. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Part of the reason why it actually took so long for them to build it is they needed the technology to catch up to the, to the vision. Right, so like uh, they didn't have the technology yet for the control systems to, you know, to have it, uh, to have it be controlled by a computer, and so they they it took them some time, and then once the technology was there, then they then they uh, were able to uh, build it. But that's part of why it it took some time for them to to build it. So, hmm. yeah, look at that. Interesting. <laughs> it was also the first roller coaster at Disney World, and the first roller coaster to be entirely indoors. I'm just reading. Just just now. do just do all the firsts. <laughs> it was it was, it, it was <laughs> the first roller coaster no. yeah it was <laughs> it was not. the first in everything um yeah no, no that was actually all the first but actually I, think I had left actually there. and it, it wasn't the the first steel tube because was uh, matterhorn that. was the first that was matterhorn yes <laughs> yeah. yes but it was still probably one of the first steel tube coasters oh, yes. right yeah so yeah. uh but yeah no i i do think that's really uh really fun uh fun facts there so anyway all right. Should we move on to other stuff? So yeah. Well, um, in the vein of well, we, Star Wars. Wait, wait, wait. Stuff. We forgot about the fact that the people mover goes through the uh, through the Disney Disney World version. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. And, and one of my I, favorite things. Did it, did it go through? No, it didn't go through the Disneyland one. The the Disneyland one goes all over the place. But the Disneyland people mover doesn't even exist anymore. But we'll get to that. Well, later. yeah. So that yeah, <laughs> so that's kind of a moot point. But yeah, I mean, I always enjoy going through that part of the people mover and just you know he, you hear all the screams and. You know, it's kind of... And then every once in a while, you get to catch it with the lights on, right? Like, I yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've been on the People Mover and I've caught Space Mountain with the lights on. Like, many times. <laughs> so, which is, you know, listen, when you see it with the lights on, it's... I don't want to say it's not that impressive, but it's not what you imagine it you, to be if you, you've never seen it. <laughs> you feel like the structure takes up the entire building, and it doesn't. It doesn't. There's a lot of dead space. There's a lot of emptiness, yeah. right? Like, and it's... The way the structure is is very weird. So... Anyway, yeah. <laughs> all right. So go go right, do let, your do your yeah do your uh, uh, do, do my do my segue that's already gone by for um, I'm sorry that's all right um, yeah so so uh, we have some info about a new Star Wars photo ops at Disney Hollywood Studios okay um, what are, are Okay, th- there's a couple of different things there. So, so basically, they they have these um, different magic shots going on. In it, uh, are they? I guess they're all in different parts of. Um, of yeah, it looks st- like the pictures are all over the place, sketch, right? Like, yeah, but, but yeah, then so, so you can do so. Th- yeah, the, the the highlights are you can get hollow puck magic shots, which is like you're holding the little hollow puck, and there's there's a character um, or a hologram coming out of it with the you know like Grogu or. Or whatever um you can take pictures with bb8 which is um i like the bba cool. one but the, yeah, thumbs, yeah, the, up thumbs, up, the thumbs up is up funny yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um the Armors forge lens is i'm not quite i don't understand what this is maybe you can explain it better than i can i i, I don't know i i've I missed the most recent season of uh mandalorian i haven't watched it yet so maybe that's what it's referring to and i just missed it yeah i don't know that. Yeah. Much. Well, but the so, Darksaber, yeah. I remember from yeah, the last the, season of Mandalorian, so yeah. Well well the Darksaber's been around for a long time even. For a long time, yeah. The Mandalorian. But yeah, so so that one's actually very cool as you can get a picture with um the Darksaber, Darksaber. W- yeah. which um the the Darksaber actually was in uh, Star Wars Rebels as well, and that's where I know it from because there was yeah, a yeah. whole there was a whole storyline with uh um the, the one girl in it, her name Sabine was was a Mandalorian and she had the dark saber and she was actually learning how to use it from, uh, uh, Kanan Jarrus, who he was the, um, the Jedi master in that. So that one, I I feel the dark saber is very, it's so different from all the other, I mean, you know, it's, it's the opposite of a lightsaber. So yeah, yeah. Um, the pictures just look very cool From It also uh, looks like it might be a physical prop because they're saying it's only at night that you can do this. So that makes me think that it's an actual, Real prop that you're holding and not, and this is not like a magic shot. Yeah. Yeah. It specifically says the blade can be found across from Oga's Cantina after dark. So I think this is probably, um, something like, uh, the, uh, the lantern. Oh yeah. The lantern shot. they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, w- yeah. In, in magic kingdom. So yeah, it's, you go to the, to the photo op and they give you the prop, but then I'm sure they do some, some, uh, some post post. Uh, magic effects stuff that uh, I'm sure it yeah. makes it makes it light up or I, it I mean, it looks like it glow. Does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks, it looks really cool. It, th- that's a really cool magic shot. I will say. Oh yeah. I, I would actually stop for that one. Like, like I'll admit that a lot of, a lot of magic shots, I see them I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And you know, you see people lined up for it, but it's very rare that I would be like, I'm going to get in line for this, but a dark saber shot, I think I would get in line for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I I don't know who this droid is. Uh, and 81. again, I I'm a, yeah I'm I'm behind on some Star Wars shows, so maybe I don't. Yeah, uh, I don't readily re- remember who that is either. If, if any of our listeners are listening to this, you know, I'm sure I'm sure somebody knows about this and they could fill us in. I I'll admit, like I said, you know, I I know certain Star Wars things, but you know, some of these there's a lot of droids. There's there are a lot, a lot, of, a lot of droids, of droids. <laughs> according to a uh, a quick google here on wikipedia um of bd1 course. is a droid <laughs> wiki Wookie- i'm not joking that's really called yeah. wikipedia um mm-hmm. bd1 is a droid character created for the game star wars jedi fallen order so oh it's actually not oh from yes the yeah that's um yeah the the right i i that's where i've seen it now i remember seeing it in the trailer for fallen order yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go so yeah. interesting I, I, I thought it was one of that. the shows <laughs> i thought it was one of the shows but it's not so yeah. um okay well yeah so listen these are some cool new shots and you know of course they were mm-hmm. doing this as part of uh you know may 4th which listen i like star wars i've told i said this i've said this many times before right? like i'm a casual star wars fan i like star wars but like mm-hmm. i get a little tired of the the four, may the fourth stuff but like it's just like every like half the posts on my facebook page are May the fourth stuff and it's just like all right Come on. Just can we, can we like not do this? (laughs) It it was a great joke the first time somebody made it, but now it's that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I feel like it's worn itself out a little bit and it's just become a thing that won't die. Like it just continues on. I don't know. I'm sure I'll get some hate for that. That's fine. But it just, (laughs) I don't know. I just it's just too much of it. Just I don't. Know. I I also don't like the you know the the Justin Timberlake it's gonna be May thing, uh you know like that that shows up every like April thirtieth. You know what I'm talking about that stupid meme. No, you really don't know that one. That one's all over the. Okay, well th- I saw less of that this I, year, but I I may or yeah it, it doesn't immediately spring to mind for me. I guess huh. is the thing. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so uh, Mother's Day is coming up here, which uh, I I have ordered something for my wife for Mother's Day that has not shipped yet, um, and I would like to say what it is on the show, but I also don't want to give it away. Not that she listens to the podcast, but she can hear me talking while I'm doing this, so right. uh, <laughs> so I do need to fair. keep it a secret I'd, for the time being. But uh, it's funny because uh, you know my wife listens to the show, so I I need to be yeah. careful about yeah. what I say too. So yeah, you can't you can't say anything like or else it just yeah. ruins it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, so Disney put out a gift guide for Mother's Day, uh, and I'm just going through some of this stuff, you know, I, I don't really, I, I, you know, I like the little Grogu card, the little pop-up card that they have. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's definitely some stuff here. That's a stretch, like the Millennium Falcon waffle maker. It's like, okay, well, I want that for Father's Day. How about that? Like, you know, <laughs> like, uh, okay, but you know what, that, the, the point is, you know, you know, mother's just, they have the they have interest in this stuff too i know you say well yeah, i yeah. could get that for father's day it's just you know a it's a gift idea right yeah yeah no, I, know, I know wait is that i'm just I'm is kidding. that a grogu charcuterie yeah it is no, it's, it's a, a cheese, cheese cutting set. yeah it's a oh, okay. cheese which listen i got a cheese <laughs> i got one of those from like my wedding and i don't think i've ever opened it i think it's been sitting in my pantry since my wedding and i eat i eat cheese often I just never think to go pull out the special Let, little let's knife. get out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially something like, it looks like it's like in a nice carved wood um, holder thing, which yeah. Wh- yes. I, I don't think I would ever use that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I, even, yeah. if it has Grogu on it. I'm not, I'm not using it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Oh man. I, I'm not really, I'm just looking through here. I'm not really seeing much else that I would, you know, there is that my wife dispenser. would be into. sir. Yeah, the soap dispenser uh, that does like the like the flower on uh, Minnie's Minnie's hat, right? Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, like that's cool, and and I like that it's a functional gift, like it's a you know you would definitely use it kind of thing. But I I don't know if I if I bought my wife soap for Mother's Day, like oh man, did you scroll down and look at this Dooney and Burke bag, man? The purple one, because I I my wife doesn't usually like the Dooney and Burke, but like this oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's got Dumbo on it. It's got Stitch on it. It's got a uh one of the the Hitchhiking Ghosts it looks like. It's got Mickey as a Jungle Cruise skipper, Tinkerbell. Who That's Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. The hippo from Small World, like what a random reference that is. <laughs> the pink hippo, right? <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah. Um yeah, Haunted Mansion. I I see the Walt statue it looks like. Oh, yeah, yeah, on, the partners on the one there. Side. Yeah yeah and then uh cheshire cat and then i don't know actually what the the tiger looking thing is supposed to be at the top is that's it's not tigger like what is that is that <laughs> i thought that was something at a small world but yeah oh you know what i think you're right i think that is supposed to be at a small world you're right i feel like they should have put like the duck platypus on there but that's just me uh, right <laughs> <laughs> that's the one i always look at at small worlds. you know um, but yeah, no, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. I like that bag and I don't always love the Dooney and stuff, but that one's pretty cool. So yeah, I actually didn't, I didn't get that far. That's, uh, that one definitely does stand out. <laughs> yeah, it's like a lot of cool park references in that one, you know? Yeah. So, okay. Then we got some food. Let's talk. food. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go over to food. Yeah. Uh, but We shouldn't spend too much time on it. Cause we're already pretty far yeah. in here. We should probably yeah. wrap it up, but let's talk food. All right, what do we got here? Animal Kingdom Lodge or a, a trip a trio of truffles with what is that Graham Beck sparkling brute rose rosé? I said rose rosé. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean that sounds kind of good. Yeah. No, that, feeling that? No. Yeah, I I don't know. I, the... Truffles, I I feel are like they're they're a little too. They're not busy, but, like... Are they too it rich always, for you? Yeah, they're too rich. Because my but wife doesn't like... My wife doesn't do, like, rich desserts. She really doesn't like yeah. rich desserts. And so and truffles are too much for her. See, I, I love rich desserts. Like, I, I love a good truffle. Um, But, you know, I get that. Like, not everybody's into that. But the the thing I'm really looking at on here, Trevor, is these uh, mini mouse things, which are a mini croissant roll. Croissant dough with raspberry marmalade. Those look yeah. delicious. And that's different. I don't think I've ever oh, yeah. seen a croissant like that. You know, it's almost like a shaped like it's, a puck, you know. Yeah, well, it's it the it's a mini I, I don't even know how you make a uh I, I think they're pl- yeah. making a play on like it's a mini croissant roll yeah. like so it's it's small but it's also like Minnie Mouse themed. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, uh that's that's different for sure. I I I would have to wonder, I mean, it has a raspberry marmalade which is probably going to be good i, I always find that i like the idea of croissants but when <laughs> when i actually eat one i don't enjoy it that much <laughs> oh really see i could eat a yeah. million i could just keep eating them forever <laughs> yeah i i find that i need something with them and just having a like a, a croissant with butter doesn't do anything for me so, i like that you say croissant the correct wrong. way i i say it the stupid american way you say it the the, the correct way <laughs> what's what did you? I did. What did you say? I, I say croissant, right? And you say croissant, right? Like you're just saying oh. it right. <laughs> oh, I, okay. <laughs> I didn't even register that. Actually. Yeah, it's, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, there's also a chocolate. Uh, first of all, I'm I'm gonna ignore the shake with a piece of cake on top of it because you know how I feel about those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but what about the <laughs> chocolate strawberry tart, chocolate mousse tart topped with strawberry cremeux? Cremeux? Yeah, Cremaux. strawberry, balsamic oh, compote and an edible flower. It looks delicious. Mm-hmm. Like it just it, the picture, looks delicious. Yeah, it just it looks very clean, right? Like, yeah, mm, it looks yeah. fancy. Yeah. Yeah, by fa- the way, most fancy, but not are, rich. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. By the <laughs> yeah. way, most of these things are only available for this week. So if you're listening to the show yeah. when it came out it, 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 this week only. If you're there this week, great. If not, sorry. You are out of luck. <laughs> But, yeah. you know. Okay. Um, what is... What is this thing on a stick? I'm wondering the same thing. Yeah. I was, I was <laughs> looking at... It. I think it's the Strawberry Shortcake Bar. It is. Strawberry Shortcake, shortcake Bar. C- bar. Yeah. Tr- yeah. Strawberry Shortcake Pop, <laughs> enrobed in white chocolate and covered in strawberry rice croquant. Croquant? Croquant? Yeah. Yeah, croquant. I, I, that sounds awesome to me. I really love the mm-hmm. ice cream bars that are Strawberry Shortcake. That you know, I, I don't know if you have yep. those, but I love those um oh, yeah. so yeah that looks good i would i would eat that for sure um it looks like there's some little like what is this the strawberry passion fruit bar okay wow. that looks pretty good mm-hmm. uh something chiffon what is it, cass's cass i don't know they, I, I think they make Say. up words in these things I, I, <laughs> yeah chiffon passion fruit curd strawberry mousse and, stra- and strawberry uh garnish it's very fancy looking but- lot of strawberry going on there which you know yeah. if, i i guess if if your mother in your life doesn't like strawberry you know don't take her to disney i guess <laughs> <laughs> but i think they're just going with like the minnie mouse angle even though like minnie yeah. mouse is, is historically not a mother right like she doesn't have kids no but but it you know uh, uh, it's always it, it's always that um y- you know Or yeah, you're right. It's not that that Minnie's a mother, but I think there's a lot of moms that are fans of Minnie Mouse. I guess that's what they're going for, right? But it's like I mean Minnie's famously not a she has like nieces from some Mm -hmm. unknown sister. Yeah, that there's that whole the same thing with Mickey and yeah, yeah. There's that whole like expanded universe thing that doesn't make sense. Well it's Donald (laughs) too, right? Like Donald doesn't have any of his own kids. He's got he's got the, you know, he's he's got the the nephews, right? Like it's yeah. They they never like have like the parents. Like it's always like nieces and nephews, right? I don't know. It's yeah. a larger question, I guess. <laughs> yeah, let let's let's be careful diving into that too much. because don't okay. <laughs> <It's... Fair enough. laughs> They've got reasons, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um wait, What wait. about this Dole Whip float though? Dole Whip with uh what is it? Banfi Rosa Regal Sparkling Red. That, that's a lot of words to that say. That is a lot of words. Like, yeah, what is that? Is that, <laughs> that alcoholic? It's, it's yeah. It, it looks like it's a sparkling wine of some sort. Okay, it's a Sparkling wine. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a sparkling red wine. I googled it. So all right. Man, so it's, it's an Rose alcoholic gal, sparkling red, <laughs> topped yeah. with shimmering edible flowers. So
0: again, I mean, it are looks you thinking nice. That as but... a
2: Dole Whip guy or no? Yeah, I. I don't really want alcohol with my dole whips, so yeah. that's yeah, yeah. And, and my wife doesn't like dole whips, so i wouldn't I wouldn't get this for her either definitely how about, not. A, how about these how about these dole whip pineapple cream puffs with coconut mousse, shaved coconut, and a fondant decor that's a that's a creative way to use the it, dole whip yeah <laughs> yeah puffs. definitely yeah that's that's a little more interesting and uh, they they call that the the Aloha mom. <laughs> yeah i guess yeah yeah, yeah Which, not, by the way uh, of course it's over at polynesian right so oh uh, yeah kona or oh i, I didn't yeah it's at like kona and captain cook so yeah y- you can find it anywhere at the polynesian basically um what else do we got um pistachio raspberry eclair no i don't like pistachio and th- this but oh, sorry we moved over to riviera for anyone yeah, that's following along so um you really don't like pistachio no, uh, not a pistachio fan. Okay. Not um, on my list of nuts that I like. <laughs> that's fair. I I actually, I actually eat a lot of pistachios, but do you? yeah, yeah, I yeah, I like them. That uh, I I'll usually I was happy when they started selling the uh the already shelled ones at the grocery store because it I makes hate a lot. Shelling yeah, pistachios <laughs> pretty helpful, yeah to, yeah, to to not have to shell them, yeah. Like I'm a big like I'll do cashews or almonds. Like those are my two go-to right. nuts I feel like. But, you know, anyway, yeah, I'm they, basic like that <laughs> this particular one though is pistachio and raspberry, which i I don't know how those two go together i I think those mm. that's a, com- a good combination, right? I don't know, yeah, I guess I've never just I've never gone for that, I usually just have straight pistachio, so yeah, I get that, yeah, I will say, just moving on to wilderness Lodge to Roaring fork here, very mm-hmm. basic cupcake right there, like that's not that one's not even worth talking about it's like. Well, right? it, it is because I, I I like that they have the little chocolate um, thing that says "mom" on it. That oh, yeah, yeah. Th- that looks like something that I would have done in school. Like, <laughs> you, you know, you, you know when you do like that. You, you know when they do the. Yeah, I know I know exactly what like, you're talking about. You know, about. we're doing a Mother's Day project, and you do it, and you write "mom" on it, and it doesn't like. It doesn't come out great. Know, you, yeah, your penmanship's not good. Or, well, in my case, I'm left-handed, so it's never good. Um, yeah, that's what it kind of looks like to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what this flower pot thing is. I it's don't a, think it's, it's a cookie a bouquet. Is that what that is? Is the cookie yeah. bouquet? Yeah. Okay, vanilla cookies decorated with royal icing, but they're in like a little cup, kind of like it's weird. Yeah the the funny thing is is that 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 I think the cupcake is going to be better to eat. But the cookie bouquet looks better. <laughs> I agree like with I, you. No, I agree with you. Yeah. You know, I, I that's that's a good that's a good call out. So, all right, let's get down to Coral Reef here over at Epcot, yeah. which I ate out of, at on my last trip. This, Strawberry this mousse, mousse yeah looks really good. Yeah. It looks like the it looks like the desserts over at um what is it the what's the restaurant over in uh, Pandora that everybody goes to? Um, oh, um, Satuli Canteen. Satuli Canteen. Yeah, it looks like yeah. those cheesecakes that they have that are like the little. The little uh, dome things, or like them mm, look like their little yeah. pot, you know. Um, but this is uh pistachio again, pistachio and strawberry, rosewater ganache. I think it's just strawberry because it's pink, right? Like, is that why they're just using strawberry that much? I guess because like strawberries and rabbit raspberries are that color. Like, is that what we're yeah. doing here? Yeah, that that's fair, I guess. You know, yeah, all right. That that uh, seems to be the color themed. It does seem <laughs> to be the theme, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just scrolling down here more just to see anything else that uh, that that interests me, and I'm, yeah, not I'm not really seeing anything. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of the, um, I mean, yeah, you know, for any, anyone that looks through these things, it's it's a lot of the the same stuff, I guess. Like you know, like here's um, Jolly Holiday in or sorry, going over to Disneyland. You know, Jolly Holiday has a Mother's Day donut, which, okay. um, yeah. You know, it's, it's a raspberry donut yeah, with pistachio. <laughs> I, I don't know where the pistachio thing is playing into this or why they're or maybe they just decided they're that like in season or something. <laughs> yeah, that, that's We're the cheap. flavor they're trying to work in this time around. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, we've done so many of these. You notice whenever they're doing these short term things that they use a lot of the same ingredients, which makes yeah. sense, right? Like if you're mass producing stuff for a short period of time, it makes sense that you would try to use the same ingredients across several things, right? Like I get it. But it's just, you know, I've, we've done so many of these. I just noticed that that seems to happen a lot. Yeah. But I I feel like it's probably from a planning standpoint, it's probably that, yeah, like you said, they, you know, they're looking at going, okay, well, you know, here's like the list of ingredients that we're going to have and, you know, make different dishes out of it. Right. Like that, that's how I feel that they do it is it's like they start from like, like you said, yeah, you know, we've ordered a bunch of pistachios. So, you know, put it in you know, everything. Yeah. Put it in everything <laughs> for this week. <laughs> it's just, it just a pistachio truck backing up to the Magic Kingdom, just like, yeah, bring in the pistachios. Like, yeah. you know? uh, <laughs> all right. So let's let's uh let's end it here with talking about some Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three stuff that's coming to the parks. Um yeah. which I have not gotten to see the movie yet because as an adult with a five year old, I do not ever get a chance to go see a movie that I want to see um so i will be waiting for that to come out uh on disney plus or on demand but i don't know if you've gone to see it yet trevor but i i haven't and my reason you're away is though right yeah well yeah we we were we were out of town the, this last week but also um i there's very few movies that i can justify paying to see in the theater at this point because it's very expensive to it go is. to the theater sure yeah so this is not one of them that you're going to justify. You're just going to wait. No, out, okay? no, it wasn't. And, and, and yeah, kind of like you is, you know, I, I said to myself, well, I can wait until it's on Disney plus like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. I, it's All more right. for me. Like I would go see it in theaters if I could, I just don't have the free time to do that. You know, like I just, mm-hmm. I don't know when I would even do that. So as much as I'd like to. So anyway, um, right. so I, you on know. to what they're doing in the parks. Yeah. Um, so at Disneyland, um it looks like Mantis is going to be joining Star-Lord at Avengers Campus for the Guardians of the Galaxy awesome dance-off. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Oh my god, I didn't even talk about this show. Like I got to talk about this yeah. really quick, right? So, guess you'll find this funny. Uh so my wife's work had like a had like a event, right, where they it was like a, a employee appreciation event, right? Mm-hmm. And part of the event because we went uh they had all of these characters right like so they had people dressed up like different marvel characters like so mm-hmm. there was a guy there that was like dressed up like captain america who looked like captain america if captain america uh never worked out a day in his life <laughs> like <Ooh. laughs> and he had like 5 o'clock shadow going on and then there was a guy dressed like thanos that was just going around telling people he's misunderstood <laughs> this is like one of those low-key multiverse things is how i would justify it (laughs) that's really what it was man i i couldn't stop laughing at the characters i mean but they had a mantis too and it was just you know somebody dressed up like you know in the in the guardians outfit and like Mm -hmm. he just very clearly had like one of those like goofy headbands on that like you know has like the little springy things on it yeah like like that's the level of that we were at with this um I think my two favorite things though were probably Batman was there but you know he just kind of walked around doing like the I am Batman at thing when the voice at, at a Marvel themed or was it, it was it Marvel themed it was okay. really a, a mishmash right like the pink power ranger was there um for some oh, reason wow. scooby-doo okay, was yeah. there there was a there so was a just just there. random yeah. characters is all. yeah okay, it was just right. random characters my, my favorite part though was that the flash showed up about an hour and a half late to the event which you know you would think <laughs> the, the flash wouldn't you know would be on time to everything right but you know oh the irony <laughs> <laughs> oh man it was it was killing me but i especially just like the low effort mantis like it was just like they threw out you know what i'm talking about one of those headbands mm-hmm. that just has like the little springy things and like and yes. I just, you know, this it just the guy playing Thanos, which actually he probably had the best costume of everybody. He was just going around telling everybody I misunderstood, you know, like it just <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, anyway, anyway, sorry, it, it was a tangent, but I it was one <laughs> so, of it was, so back, back to the actual the, the actual stuff. characters, yes, yeah, yeah. So right. so Mantis will be at uh, in California Adventure. Um, they also have it, it looks like some more food (laughs) yeah more food Um, yeah so so they'll have some uh uh guardian specific stuff which is uh, let's see if i can follow this um yeah because they didn't break it out like they do with the the usual food stuff right like yeah well so So, we have the milky fizz which is a dessert pear flavored soda water with cream okay i don't hate that idea i would try it and and that's that thing that looks like it's in a capri sun bag I I think that it yeah. yeah <laughs> a Capri Sun it. bag that has a lanyard that you can so you can yeah. put it around your neck and drink it all day, I guess. I, yeah. or until it's gone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so that'll be at Pim Test Kitchen and then they also have Orlani on a stick, an experiment fifteen seventeen, uh a cardamom and caramel churro cold brew. Whoa. Whoa. That's, that's that cool. is Crazy. I don't know what to think about that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's interesting. And then, oh, and then also you can get Zarg bits. So but I, wait, I'm guessing called Zarg nuts in the movie, aren't they? A tasty snack inspired by Zarg nuts okay. eaten in this in the film. So why don't so, they call them Zarg nuts? Can they not call them Zarg nuts? I I get the feeling that they probably don't want to label it as Zarg nuts because then people, it especially if it's like you know. Allergies and stuff like that. They maybe right. don't want to, you know, like there's no give people the wrong idea. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I'll get. You know what? Good call, Trevor. I'm with you on this. Yeah, yeah. I can see that as a bit of a PR thing. Like they, yeah, you know, they don't, yeah. they don't want people like arguing about. Can you give me the Zarg nuts? You know, with no nuts, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it, it, it really just looks like it's almost like a, like a trail mix kind of deal. Like you know what I yeah. mean? It's like just a bunch of random stuff thrown in a bag. Yeah, I'm not I, really I sure see, what it all is. I see what looks like like uh, you, have you had bugles before? Yeah, it looks. I see. I feel like what looks like bugles in there, yeah. and then there's like some red chip things. Yeah, I i, I mean, it's I, I don't know what Ren. the white stuff is here. Like at first, I thought it might be popcorn, but it almost looks like a paper towel. <laughs> like it's yeah. weird, right? I don't know yeah. what it is. It's weird. So but that's OK. Like, like yeah, yeah. I, I guess I guess the thing is, is, you know, hey, they're 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 trying to do more tie ins to the movie, which yeah, is sure. good. Like, like you know, they're they're trying to they're trying to be, um, I guess, relevant with the movie is probably the best way to say it because they're. uh Well, it's the last one, too. It's like, you know, yeah, you think they I actually thought they'd do more than this. This seems like kind of like low key to me. Well, actually, I, I feel like this is more than they've done for a lot of movies, because I, I, I think a lot of movies, like when they come out, you don't see hardly anything. Or it's usually like months later that, that they're like, oh, hey, now we've got this thing, right? Like this this seems like they actually timed it very well with the, uh, the release of the movie. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, then they also to have uh, like they got some stuff at Disney World right at Epcot, of course at Connections, because that's really close to, to Cosmic Rewind. Um, but they have... These look like just like waffles that they ripped up into pieces. And mm-hmm. it's, it's probably more about the dipping sauce. It's a red berry dipping sauce that comes with it. But again, it's not... doesn't feel... I, I Like, I don't know how this is Guardians of the Galaxy related at all. I mean, it just... It's waffles. Uh, uh, well, all it says is the, the perfect sovereign waffle bites, which, okay. Like, I, don't, I don't know what that means, but... Yeah, I, I don't know what that yeah. is either. So, and and I mean the cookie next then, to it just looks really basic. Well, yeah, it's it, it looks like the the Nova Corps or um logo on it. And That's it. <laughs> yeah, I, it's yeah, I mean it just looks yeah. like a basic cookie, right? Like it's nothing. Yeah. It's I mean it even just says Gal- Gardens of the Galaxy cookie. Like it it doesn't say like even what it what it's flavored as. It's just a cookie. I like this uh <laughs> further down though, this little Groot uh the Groot thing. cookie. Yeah. It's a where, where baby that? Groot moose. Is that what that's supposed to be? But what is there's like a cookie, though? Um, I don't know. But this one is over in Paris, though, because they have the, the whole um, Marvel Hotel. Inside Walt Disney Studios Park over at Studio One at the Web food truck. So this is this is in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is in Paris. Could, yeah. You can try the, the Flora Colossus biscuit shaped as our favorite little guardian is what it says. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. Gotcha. yeah so. gotcha. There it is. They didn't all right say Groot, but yeah, you can get a Groot cookie in Paris. Why wouldn't they say Groot? It's just, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this is, it's, just, it's just weird. <laughs> I like the way they word stuff. Sometimes it just feels like they're just being careful unnecessarily for certain reasons. Know, who knows why? Um, I do also like, this is funny. It's time to create your superhero pose with the all new Disney Photo Pass Magic Shot until May 21st that features your favorite trash panda. <laughs> like, I just love that they called him a trash panda. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's what uh, Quill calls him, man. I like, know. I just, movie. I love yeah. that they decided to put that in there. That makes me laugh really hard. I also just like, too, that they have a just like a, a ice cream bar that they just threw a chocolate cassette tape on. It's like, here, yeah. now it's Guardians. <laughs> like, <laughs> We threw a cassette tape on it. It's Guardians now. I mean, to be fair, they could have you know that that chocolate mold could have been used for everything else. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So yeah, yeah, you know, you know, sometimes we don't give Disney enough credit. You know, some of these things look, you know, you know, we don't always agree with it, but you know, at least they don't like find one thing and just slap it on everything. That's right? that's like, true. You're right. It's yeah. usually unique. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's wrap this thing up, Trevor. Let's get out All of right. here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. uh all right, let's get back to the rundown because I lost my place. Oh boy! Yeah. Okay, I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> I I was clicking through all. The, there was a lot of links this week, and I, and I was clicking through all of them, and I got a little lost. But that's all, um, it's my you know I do I just gave you a lot of links this week. That's all. Yeah. All right. Um. So as usual, if you guys want to reach us, you can always find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail dot com. We love getting your questions, hearing trip reports, all that kind of stuff. So you, you can, uh, you know, always feel free to drop us an email. Uh, if you'd rather um, follow us on social media, you can go to Facebook and find us as Welcome Home Podcast. Uh, same thing on YouTube, or you can look on Instagram for Welcome Home Picks. And um, if you are on Facebook, uh, also check out our Facebook group, uh, Welcome Home Disney Waitlist, where we have um, all of our great listeners that. Uh, you know, love to post it. And, uh, just a, a quick shout out to everybody that has been posting this last week. I, I know Damon, you know, mentioned last week that, uh, he hasn't been as active in the group. Um, because I, I they heard the unfair. call and they responded, right? Yeah. He, you <laughs> know, he, he, he felt like he was, you know, kind of carrying the torch, but I, you know, I, it, it's super cool that people have stepped up and, uh, you know, just started posting stuff. I think, I think it makes for, you know, lots of great discussion in the group. And, uh, you know, we just, we, we'd love to see more of that because, you know, everybody is always very positive and very willing to talk about, um, Disney and be respective of one another in there. So if, uh, you're interested in that, make sure you check it out. Um, if you would like to help support the show, you can go to com and check out some of our different, merchandise that we have there. So things like t-shirts and mugs and stuff like that. Um, Or if you like Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash welcome home pod and check out our different levels of Patreon supporters that we have on there. Um, Also with Patreon, anybody who does support us through Patreon does get access to our discord server, which is uh, a little bit more of an intimate um, place. Uh, It's, or, you know, we, we have more, uh, more, I I don't want to say, more personal conversations. Maybe yeah, there, personal, right? but I, I think it's more just like stream of thought where like yeah. Facebook is like, like there's conversations that happen, but, um, discord is a little more like, or it's, it's like a chat room. Right. So, you know, we, yeah. we kind of have a lot more back and forth in there. So if that's interesting to you, you know, consider supporting us on Patreon. And, uh, as usual, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, those reviews do actually help more people find the podcast because uh, that's just how algorithms work. And <laughs> if if you're on uh, iTunes, uh, you know, leave us a review because uh, we do read those reviews and we also like hearing feedback from people. I, I have a review this week, Trevor. All right, cool. What do you got? This is actually maybe one of the nicest things that people have ever – anybody's written about us. So, so this is actually really nice. So this from, is this from Jason. Uh, hey guys, long time listener, first time reviewing. I think I joined in around episode eight or nine and have been hooked ever since. That's amazing. First of all, Ooh. like I know we have a lot of listeners that have been here since the very beginning and that's really cool. But like eight or nine, that's, that's amazing, man. Uh, and and mm-hmm. you, you said your show has been great from the start. I don't know if that's true or not, Jason, but, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Uh, but has certainly grown. And I love all the additions as much as Damon seems a lesser fan. Of long shows, this is one of the things I love. It's perfect for my long commutes. Now, for the person everyone loves to hate, Damon. <laughs> Damon, I can't tell you how much of how much as a parent and youth counselor for twenty years, just how much I admire the fierce dedication and commitment you have for your family. I know that you take a lot of heat for this and listen to reviews and comments for allowing your family to interfere with podcast recording schedule. But don't ever stop. You are a husband and a father who absolutely has his priorities in order. Tom and Trevor, you both bring so much to the show, and together you guys all mesh wonderfully. I can't even imagine the pre- and post-work that's required. Okay, since so since I was nice to Damon, I have to end this with a poke in his ribs. I am a 50-point blue card carrying member who purchased <laughs> my points in 2007 for $77 a point at, at Saratoga. Just another story to support the fact that no one ever says, I wish I bought DVC later. Keep up the amazing work. I truly appreciate the show such a nice Aww. review jason like seriously if you, they were James. all like that man like that's so nice yeah, yeah. that yeah. that's awesome <laughs> yeah seriously like that you know made, made my weekend so thank you jason yeah uh so you know please leave reviews for us we we love reading those on the show if we get them um and you know like like trevor said it really helps us out a lot and uh you know even if you listen on spotify you can't leave a review but you can leave a star rating so leave us a star our star rating on there five stars please And also, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app out there. You can find us. Just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company and as such, all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please contact a DVC cast member or regular cast member for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge thank you to our sponsor of this episode, DVC Resale Market, and to Jody for joining us on the show today and going through all that DVC stuff. I'm really happy that we got to talk a lot about DVC because I know, uh, you know, we don't do that as much as we, as we'd like. I think sometimes, but you know, when there's a lot of stuff going on with DVC, it's uh, this was a good time. So Disney uh, just needs to hurry it up so we can talk about it more on the show. Oh, there you go. Yeah, they just need to do more. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> uh, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon.
0: The Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC.
1: do a when we
2: hit a chair. How she can cuddle is no man's
0: affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. Eee, look out, here comes my ball and chain.